0: Hey everyone and welcome to the No Filler Nerds. Yes, this is the former Drunken Thoughts podcast, but we have decided to switch directions. I will post some of our other episodes, but I don't want to confuse you new listeners before, you know, before you listen to these. So, before we get started, let me welcome back our other MCs to the podcast. First off, we have our resident anime god that will destroy your favorite lists with the snap of his finger. He will also perfectly balance your show watching experience. We have my man Jordan. Ohio oh, Kuzaimus. nicely done next off we have our resident stand user that was reincarnated onto this podcast and will solo level your outlook on geek culture we have my man anthony hey yo yo thank you for having me Alright, and next we have our resident secret agent that will cause rebellion in the discussion from behind the scenes with his geos and always has a full counter ready for your argument. Last but not least, the other Brandon. Yo, what's up? It's Amaker for you fools. (laughs) And, And finally, we have the man who has seen every timeline and knows all outcomes, but prefers to be a watcher and your narrator. Me, of course, your drunken dungeon master, Brandon. Now... As we get started, uh, this week's main topic, we will be discussing One Piece and our initial reactions to what many consider part of the Big Three. For those of you that don't know what the Big Three is, that is the three most popular and long-running shonen anime during what was considered the Golden Age. The other two being Bleach from 2001, Naruto from 1999, and of course One Piece from 1997. Now, before we get into that discussion... Dragon Ball Z fans, Sailor Moon fans, Yu Yu Hakusui fans, Inuyasha fans, I need you guys to calm down. I know you're breathing heavy. We're not dissing your animes. We're not saying that they aren't good, but we're simply just talking about the big three. Now, for some of us, when it comes to One Piece, it can range from hardcore fan to this ain't it chief. But before we get into the meat of our discussion today, we'll go around and give a brief overview of what we liked and what we didn't like about the show. I will start, followed by Jordan, then Brandon. And then finally, Anthony will finish us off. After that, all of our topics will be free for discussion. And for those of you who watch One Piece, all of our opinions will be coming from the first 45 episodes of the One Piece, which is the end of the Arlong Park arc. So if we are wrong on something or if there's something we don't like changes, I'm definitely sure Anthony will let us know. So to get started, I'll start us off. When it comes to One Piece, what I like and what I don't like it's kind of sort of the same thing the thing that i like and don't like is the character and that's luffy in particular so for me luffy kind of reminds me a lot of goku in some ways where you know not necessarily saying he's an idiot but he's kind of he's kind of a doofus so that that kind of definitely turns me off as far as character development goes everybody else you know Zoro, chopper nami everyone else is fine to me but sometimes luffy kind of turns me off That being said, on the other side of that is actually one of actually Luffy is one of the reasons why I like the show, because he goes so hard for his family and his crew. And I just like seeing that development and seeing those relationships build. So for me, it's kind of a double edged sword in the character. I like the reason why I hate One Piece sometimes is Luffy. And the reason why I love it is Luffy as well. So that's just kind of my initial opinion on One Piece. And now we'll move on to Jordan. I watched what we were we were going to watch. And there were a lot of things that I didn't particularly
1: like. Yeah, there were some some good parts. You know, it had a little bit of humor here and there, but here's just a few things that I uh noticed. And this might be some of this might be due to the reanimation of it or the the update, but for some reason, especially in the intro, there's very pronounced sounds for like the smallest of things, like when he pulls his sword out or when he punches the damn like sea monster in the intro. That shit is times a thousand on the sound versus how the rest of it is which you're thinking you know that that's not very that's not a good enough reason but wait there's more the beginning of each episode waste like five plus minutes describing and showing the end of the last episode if they simply cut that recap out it wouldn't be 900-something episodes at this point. I'm, I'm going to keep this quick. I don't particularly like the art style or how a lot of the characters look, but I do understand that that is part of the show's flavor, I guess. And they do use that in the show for, I guess, uh, like character building and, and comedy and things of that nature. Compared to a lot of other anime, there's a lot of good ones, there's a lot of bad ones. But for me, these fights were not up to par. If you're thinking an anime fight, you're thinking like a fireworks show, an MMA fight, you know, something spectacular. But the, the, the episodes that we came to a conclusion that we were going to watch, they, the, the fights weren't, weren't it for me. And then on top of that, it brought back a, a uh, old DBZ style where each fight takes several episodes to conclude. And then, okay, so example, let's say Luffy punches Arlong. Now it's got to go to the side characters, their reaction. It's got to go to the other character, her reaction. It's got to go to Zorro, see what he thinks about it. It's got to go to the motherfucker underwater, see what he thinks about the punch before it's it back to Buddy to hit him again. So, I mean, that's, that's another gripe. that really grinds my gears. 900 plus episodes. 900 plus episodes. This dude can't swim, right? He can't swim. And nobody drowned him yet. Nobody drowned. It's simple, right? He's in the
0: ocean. The motherfucker can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Jordan. So we'll we'll go. Yeah, we'll go back. Uh, we'll go back into more detail. But I'm gonna go ahead and pass it over to Amaker, and then we'll have Anthony uh, finish, and then we'll go back into more
2: detail about things.
1: Yeah, we can we can definitely do that. I've got a couple more notes
2: for you. Okay, so I'm enjoying this show because to me. Is very comedic, and I do like some of the fights, but I like the characters and their personalities. Even though they look weird, they're still pretty funny and actually useful and not useless. And the only thing I didn't like was actually the Arlong character, just him. Well, you know what, nah, him and his two uh, cronies, the octopus guy and... Well, actually, had a third because Usa, or is it Usop? The big nose. Yeah, he that character. Yeah, those yeah those three I didn't really care for, but uh, everything else, even to where I'm at right now, where they are at a uh, dang logtown, I'm enjoying this new captain. He's uh encountered with. Yeah, I'm excited to see the rest of the show because I mean I have nothing else to watch. Uh, except Trailer Park Boys all the time, so I'm gonna keep going.
1: <laughs> hey, can I ask you a quick question,
2: Amker? Yes.
1: Did you? What did you think about the two? I guess they were mercenaries
2: who were tagging along with them. Oh, yeah, Zoro's um bounty hunter friends. Yeah, they were. They yeah, they were cool. I didn't have a problem with them. Gotcha. Here's like a a, a quick side note. Okay, so I guess Usopp has you know he screams here and there and is over the top. But one thing, I'd, I'd rather watch him more than whoever the lightning user is from Demon Slayer because that shit annoyed the fuck out of me every time with him. So yeah, I, I'd rather watch some more episodes of Usopp than Demon Slayer with that motherfucker screaming at the top of his lungs 100% of the time. Well, until he goes you know, into his lightning stance and shit, but there you go. That's it for me.
0: Uh, and then we'll have Anthony uh, give his opinion. And then, like I said, we'll go back into more details about things we liked and disliked. All right. Let's strap in. We'll start off with,
3: if you listened to the last episode, you know that we briefly spoke about this. And I'm very passionate about it. I've recently come to love One Piece within the past year and a half. It has not necessarily been something that I've been watching for 20 years. So I cannot speak on somebody who watched it episode for episode. But what I can say is now that I'm up to date, I cannot wait for more. At the beginning, in the pieces that, we asked, that I asked you guys to watch, which was the first hour and 15 minutes of the East Blue special, because I wanted to save you from having to watch 45 episodes in its entirety. And I wanted your opinion on the characters leading up to it. And then the Arlong Park arc, which a lot of people say, see as the first real upward swing in storytelling from One Piece. The first 45 episodes of this show are just getting to know the characters, their backgrounds, and their dreams, their desires. We get to see Luffy and where he's from. And we get to see why he wants to be King of the Pirates. He wants to live the most free. He wants to be able to do whatever he wants to do and not have to worry about anybody telling him he can't. That's, that's his dream. He comes from a group of people that have shown what real strength is uh, in Shanks and the rest of that crew. And that's his, that's his benchmark. He sets that as what he wants to achieve and more. He wants to be greater than Shanks, but he needs to prove it to himself and to Shanks. Luffy as Nesbitt said is a goofy character and I will admit this at first I was not a fan of Luffy I thought Luffy was Goku like I thought Luffy was really goofy and kind of dumb and I even text my my friends when I was first started watching it was saying you know I can't really get into like Luffy and they were like give it time like you understand why he's doing it now. He's learning. He's he hasn't been through the experiences. He's naive. He's green. He has to go through the trenches to be able to become the man he needs to be to be the king of the pirate. Now I'm gonna pause there because this is what is so important about this story. One piece is not a story that you are going to get the entire story in 26 episodes. Okay. This is not a three-season story. This is an Odyssey. This is an epic journey. This is not something for weak-hearted people that don't that need to know the end of the story as soon as it starts. The people who see one season of anime and then read it all the way to the end because they feel the need to know everything that needs to be done. Now, not bashing those kind of people because I've done some of those things too. But One Piece is not something that you're going to be able to do that within a weekend. Each character leading up for the first main group Luffy, Zoro, Usopp, Sanji, and Nambi have their own dreams and desires. And Luffy sees this in all of them. And that's why he chose them. Because he sees something in them. And not necessarily just power or just strength, but some type of desire. That desire to find something that other people think is impossible. He meets up with Usopp. Usopp, went, or not Usopp, I'm sorry. He meets up with Zoro. And Zoro wants to be the, the greatest swordsman of all time. The greatest swordsman in the world, mighty high hill to climb. He saw his emotional side and wanted to bring him on. And everything was is, is history at that point. If you are a current watcher of One Piece, you know what Zoro is to Luffy. It took me a long time to get through the first 24 episodes. A long time. I, I felt the same way. I was just like, I don't think it's for me. I don't really get anything out of these characters. Like, why are they going so long onto these things? Why are these fight scenes so drawn out? I feel it. I get it. What I want you to understand is that there is something there. If anything in that story captured you, it's only going to get better. Spoilers. In Arlong Park. When Arlong pulled out that gun and shot Nami's mom, did that not do something for you? Did that not show some type of emotion or make you say, oh, shit, I didn't expect that?
1: No, I expected him to shoot her because he said he was going to kill whoever didn't have his money. (laughs) I mean, I don't get how you're 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 getting so attached to scenes like that when I mean, that's. In every other anime, they got stuff like that. I love the
3: storytelling that is able to be produced in anime fashion and in in animation in itself that can't be done in real life acting. And the story within One Piece is the best episodic story I've ever experienced. Hands down
0: so as far as one piece goes i'll I'm, I'm make a video game reference so you know how sometimes and i don't know if you play mmos jordan or if anyone listening you play MMOs. you know how sometimes the mmos like you start off as a level one character but then they have the thing where you can preview your class like at 45 at 60 you can preview some of the abilities you get later on so the point i'm trying to make is do you think maybe your opinion would change on one piece if i don't know how you feel about spoilers but let's say anthony showed you like something down the road that was like super epic like i don't like i said i don't know how you feel about spoilers but do you feel like if if you saw something that was like super epic from One Piece, that might change your mind on it. Negative.
3: I'd could. i I'd be happy to pull up an, uh, an episode clip from recent anime in which it's high quality animation with a great fight scene that makes everything look really freaking good. And Zoro becomes such an awesome, interesting, flashy character that any fight scene that he's in just is mesmerizing. I've seen AMVs.
2: Damn,
0: <laughs> you know, I've I, when people post about it in like anime and nerd groups, like you know, I see Zoro looking different. I see people physically looking different, and I see people in the crew who I haven't met. So even though that's, I guess that's kind of spoilery, uh, it, it does make me, you know, down the road like, man, how does that person join the crew? What do they do? How how are they related to Luffy? And it's like, yo, what what is that ship? So you know, for me, so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit ahead of everyone. They just got to Alabasta where I'm watching. And I'm about to get my Netflix back tonight, you know, because now that I have free time at work, uh, I'm going to I'm going to get back into it. Because originally when I was working from home, that's what I was doing because I, you know, I was at a call center. So I would just watch one piece. And then when a call came on, I'd pause it. But now that I'm going to have that free time again, I do want to kind of get back into it.
2: I'm looking forward to the uh, the Hawkeye, you know, encounter again. And then also, I guess, spoiler, it's pretty early. Whatever is that he. um. I don't know why he's talking to is what Shanks He he's friends with Shanks and shit and the crew and whatnot or I, I assume so because he's just walking up and drinking some beer with them and keeping tabs on Luffy but yeah I'm looking forward to that the friend one of our other friends who's also gone through the one piece grind uh, showed me the whole uh, white beard thing so I guess I'm even though that was spoiled for me I'm looking forward to it I highly recommend at least getting through
3: Alabasta. I I love that. The end of Alabasta is really what sold it for me. So for me, in the steps that I realized what One Piece provided for me, it was first Sanji's arc. That was the first time where I actually felt something about it. Yeah, I did like that. Because Luffy's introduction was fine zoro's thing i didn't really like kobe i thought he was an annoying character i felt like that that was kind of harder to get through it wasn't super interesting and then usopp's story comes along and usopp's felt really drawn out and usopp has a lot of qualities that are very annoying and a very irritating and i will tell you from the moment that i saw usopp I was annoyed with him. And I was like, I don't understand why anybody would like this character. He's, he's ugly drawn. He's not interesting. He's super skinny, long nose. He's weak. He's a coward boy. I tell you, I'm Usopp fan through and through at this point, everything changes everything the, the these characters go through so much. And if you care about any type of story writing, then you have to listen uh, and understand what these characters are going through and the emotions that they have. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah,
2: yeah. I figured that would probably happen with him. that's also like, I guess, a very back end thing that I'm looking forward to is him like becoming a badass or changing up big time and probably murkin fools down the road and they, and they sleep on him.
3: I will also say that, it, well, continuing what I was saying, Sanji's arc is really what first did it for me. When it showed that Zef, Sanji's mentor, the, the head chef of the bear tea, when he was on the island with Sanji, and he ate his own leg and gave Sanji all the food to make sure that he survived, that's really what did it. I was like, oh, this is darker than I expected it to be. <laughs> I didn't expect this. I thought that this was going to be like just some regular Saturday cartoon. Yeah, I grew up on Dragon Ball. Okay, I grew up on Dragon Ball Z and that was my other than Pokemon, like my real first introduction to, to anime. I was expecting a Dragon Ball style story, just elongated and more stories. It's not that way at all. At all. Sanji's arc is really what set it off for me. And I was just like, okay. then when Zoro had his fight, I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. The The emotion that went through when Zoro realized that he was going against the greatest swordsman. Out of the blue. And he was like, well, that's my goal. That's my benchmark. I, I didn't realize I was going to be able to fight you this quick. Huh. Well, let's see what I got. He got nothing. But he promised that he would never lose a match again after fighting him. There's a reason why Zoro's still standing.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah, because the Writer didn't let him
2: die. Uh, <laughs> acknowledged him as a, a motherfucker that will die for his craft. And he's like, Okay, I've been riding around on this fucking coffin murkin' motherfuckers left and right. Finally someone's got some something to keep me uh, entertained. Uh, or so else I'm a uh, or so I'm gonna turn into a hermit and chase after girls and shit like Master Roshi.
1: Let me ask you, so how long was uh was Buddy underwater in that, that art when he tossed him in the water, how long was he down there before somebody When he put his feet in the concrete? Drug his rubber neck out the water and started pumping him to try to help him breathe again.
2: Well, all right. So to be technical, Anthony's gonna have to get on that uh ask, or on that side, but Everybody was scared as fuck to jump in the water. They get murked instantly because they're going against Jaws who can fucking talk and has cronies. Like Samuel Jackson, fucking Deep Blue Sea motherfuckers. So that's why they didn't uh, jump in instantly. But I mean, I don't know what the Devil Fruits do, but like he was, yeah, I guess down there for two episodes or some shit and still survived. I wouldn't jump in that shit.
1: (laughs) And, and before that, what's his name? Zoro got his shit sliced open with that eight-foot-ass sword, right? Okay. Sliced so wide the fuck open. No doctor. His shit was, what, stapled up? And then he wouldn't fuck that octopus? Hey, man.
2: What's that salt? What's that salt water?
1: This salt water?
2: <laughs>
1: I'm trying to figure out in this, in this particular one.
3: So are you questioning the realism in anime? <laughs> that's, that's what you're doing right now? You're really you're questioning the realism in a cartoon show, Jordan. Oh, he didn't have a doctor? <laughs> no, no, no. That's a surgical procedure. You need to have anesthesia. You need to go under. Where's the MD license? I need to see that this guy is registered and and, and able to perform uh, an operation in a perfectly
2: a sanitized area or some shit.
3: Jordan, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, he should have drowned by now. Holy shit. No fucking shit.
0: All right, all right. So let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. obviously you guys are butting heads about this but i want to get more obviously we know how anthony feels but i want to get more of jordan's perspective so this question is more towards jordan i understand you don't like one piece and i understand it's not like for everyone but is there is there something similar like another long-running anime or one of the other big three such as naruto or bleach is there things in there other or other long-running anime that you feel like does better they they in that anime in particular they do it better as far as the story and the characters in one piece and is there anything that you that they could take from those animes to one make one piece better do you have anything like that
1: well it doesn't even have to be one of the big 3 there's a plethora of better anime with better storytelling and darkness and all of these other traits that you say only come from one piece there's yeah I've recommended several. I
3: never said it only comes from One Piece, by the way. I'm just saying One Piece provides it on a different level that I can't compare it to.
1: Yeah, I, I would actually watch I would watch Bleach over One Piece up until a certain part. It does have plenty of fillers, but that's why I normally read things like that. Character development, um, the darkness you seek, and other traits like that better fight scenes no recaps at the beginning of every episode no drawing things well i'll take that back they do draw some stuff out yeah i, I i'd put bleach above it if i'm
0: trying if i have to keep it within the those three. Oh, so you would say because i've never watched bleach But would you say, like, Ichigo's better MC than Luffy? You know, the crew he hangs around is better. You know, the world building, you you would say, like, those things are better than One Piece? Correct. But my point is, is that you had such a long list of the things that you didn't like,
1: but didn't say a single thing that you liked. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I was brought here to discuss why I didn't like it. I gave the points that I took notes on as that just popped up as I was watching it, and I Wrote them down. This is something I don't like. This is something else I don't like. This is another thing I don't like. And then when you get a list of things like that, you're not watching something that you're going to want to continue. You were telling me there was not a
3: single thing in the entire story that caught your attention that made you say, oh, that's pretty cool. Or, oh, I wonder what that's going to be. And nothing caught your attention because that's really what worries me. Not one thing. One part. Okay.
1: There was only one in the, what was it, the movie, I guess. Who was it that came in? Were they bandits that came to attack the town when Luffy was a kid? And they were sitting in the bar, and he was trying to defend them or whatever, you know, told them to t- stop talking bad about pirates. And one of the bandits, I guess, pulled a gun on him and was threatening him. And then the fat dude, who always has some food in his mouth, just popped up out of nowhere and just blew his ass away and was like, yeah, guns aren't for threats. I was like, Oh, okay. And then it continued. It proceeded to let me down every second after that.
2: Damn. Now see that when I saw that scene at our friend Andrew's house, what made me want to watch the show because i like damn is this shit i thought it was you know a fucking saturday morning cartoon and i see someone get murked like that that's what made me be like okay i want to watch it but i still like yeah the whole thousand episode thing and stuff but i was like you know what fuck it i keep watching the same stuff over and over again so i'm gonna at least put two episodes or something a day but yeah when he did that, I was like, all right, this shit's real. So that is one of my favorite parts, too. Never saw another scene like it. (laughs) I see, I see.
3: I mean, there was literally another scene like it when Arlong shot Nami's mom. There was literally another scene like it.
1: That was obviously going to happen. He said, I'm going to kill anybody who doesn't have my money. She paid for the two girls. She didn't have the money. He pulled out the gun, killed her. The original scene I was speaking of, this guy came out of the blue and just shot this fool. Um, Period. Period. That was it. (laughs) It wasn't. There was no building up to it. You didn't see him come up with a gun. None of that. It was head blown off. True.
2: Period. Unexpected. Period. Unexpected. 100% yeah
0: well okay i was texting anthony the whole time i was watching this when i was at work and everything the scene that definitely did it for me as far as like i was like oh shit it was all on park art all this i texted anthony i was like yo i hate nami why should i like this girl you know i just hate her she's always she's always doing luffy dirty and then when when luffy like i'm not gonna lie like you guys can say what you want i actually teared up a little when luffy destroyed that map room and seeing nami cry and i was like holy shit like i understand she was trapped That map room was like her prison. And the fact that Luffy, even though all the dirty stuff she she did to him, he destroyed that map room. I was like, holy fuck, okay. That that was the scene to me. Cause I even texted anything. I was like, yo, what the fuck? I teared up a little bit on this, you know. So that that was the scene that got me invested. I was like, okay. Because like I said earlier, like I hated Luffy. When Luffy did that, like that, like even someone who as in there has been in their own personal prison and to have someone like that you do constantly dirty and they still come and they just they'd be like, you know what, this cage is stopping you. Fuck it, I'm destroying that shit. Like that that hit me in the fields. Like, I'm not even gonna lie about it. That that was the scene that did it for me. So, so mine was slightly before that, and it was it was the,
3: the Nami scene where she's for help and Luffy put the hat on her head, and knowing how important that hat is to him, he's never left sight of that hat. That hat is a sign that. He, she's part of his crew that he's got her back. And all she has to do is ask for his help because they're in it together. And when she said Luffy and she looked up at him and she had tears in her eyes and she said, help me. And he said, shit, that's all you had to say. He said, I'll be right back. (laughs) And then he went and took care of business. And that's what it's about. It's not about the flashy fight scenes. Some of the fight scenes down the road become very flashy. That's not what the show's about. The show is not about having to be a spectacular this show show's not about having to be a super interesting story that's told in, in 26 episodes. This is an outdated style. Stories aren't written like this anymore. Anime is not written like one piece anymore. There might be a reason for it because people aren't enjoying it as much or people need to see what happens next. And I think it's a lot of, a lot to do with the way Animes are released in certain fashion, like how an entire season will come out on Netflix. And I think that's really destroyed a lot of things, is that people can't wait two and a half years for a fucking arc to wrap up anymore. People have to know what's going to happen in a season format. They can't be bothered to be tied down with a thousand episodes. And I get it that's why it took me so long to watch it but i tell you what i don't regret it for a fucking moment
0: i i definitely i definitely agree like it, it's it's insane like this you know i I don't know the creator's name off the top of my head but the fact that oda. one man is just yeah oda he's just built this whole world and even i've kind of started to see where it's like characters you think are like one-offs they come back and end up being more important it's like yo this dude was this dude was playing chess with this anime like holy cow it's a long running story it's not something that's going
3: to be told soon okay you have to realize that and if you just take the pacing for what it is if you don't like the anime then fine i want you to experience at least the story read the manga the anime provides a lot that a lot of people who only read manga don't get to experience. The anime is good quality, man. I promise you, it's good quality. And even if the animation says different, the story, the music, it it's it's quality.
2: Yeah, I do like that. I, I hope they keep that fucking little didn't I hope that shit's all the way up in episode eight hundred because that shit. I like that little tune. That shit's tight. <laughs> That's my favorite. Keep watching.
0: <laughs> this is a fun question, Jordan. All right, you get you get kidnapped and you're stuck in the room, and the guy's like, "Okay, if you watch 55 episodes, I'll let you go." You got to watch them again from the beginning. Would you rather watch One Piece or Hunter X Hunter? Uh oh, Hunter. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, that's fine. I, I know
3: how much Jordan doesn't like Hunter Hunter either, and that's another problem that we have, but we won't get on that tangent today. Hunter Hunter is another one of those things that is a longer-running anime and has a bigger story to tell that it, some people just don't want to follow along with in the same fashion that a story can be told in 26 episodes and then move on to the next story.
0: Yeah, Jordan, Like I, I respect that you don't like Hunter x Hunter either, but I thought, I was like, man, this dude's going to watch the Chimera Ant arc. He's going to be on board, definitely. Like, ain't no way.
2: I'm of hearing that shit yeah uh, that's another one that's another one i need to at least give a, a 26 episode run or something because idea yeah, from nothing bothered me about one piece or whatever it's just i wasn't in the mood to be watching shit and stuff but hunter x hunter like you're talking about motherfucking luffy looking annoying i don't like anything i'm seeing from hunter you don't pronounce the x it's part of their
3: titling. Every single one of their episode titles has an X in between each word. It's the way that it's presented. Same way, the same writer who did Hunter Hunter did Yu Yu Hakusho. He did the same thing in Yu Yu Hakusho's title and and he did the stars in the in the title. It's not it's not to be pronounced. I think you should continue to at least read it. If you think the anime is going to
1: irritate you, I want you to experience the story at least. I already, uh, I already told you. I've seen and read better stories.
0: Well, so we we've kind of we've kind of run the one piece gamut. I I, I kind of have a side topic, you know, just to kind of switch gears on this podcast a little bit. It, you know, it's a it's a quick it's a quick side topic. I was talking to my boss at work today you know he's a comic book fan he has his own podcast and you know he actually brought up a good topic which i wanted to ask you guys so marvel's on disney plus now you know you have the shows you have loki you have falcon and winter soldier you have wandavision so out out of those three current shows which shows do you guys find that you enjoy more as far as the marvel shows on disney plus like and is there a particular reason why you enjoy one show over the other two I'll go first. I, I'll, I don't I mind starting it off. So so for me, and this, this could be wrong, WandaVision was more mystery, Falcon and Winter Soldier was more action, and Loki was more sci-fi based. So I really love WandaVision and I love Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I think, you know, Loki's been my favorite. Like, you know, Owen Wilson and Loki just, it just did it for me. Like, I just really enjoyed Loki. Like, I, I loved WandaVision and I love Falcon and Winter Soldier, but when it came to Loki, like, I was feeding for the next episode. So for me currently, Loki's
2: my favorite. So I would say the same. My favorite, well, I guess, yeah, second. Second would be uh, action and espionage, but I do love time travel and sci-fi together, and that's why I like Loki, because it's, yeah, all that time travel and alternate universes and all that, and it was done well. And then Falcon and Winter is just, you know, you know, action like I like, because Double Seven and all that. But the reason I like Loki is because it kind of, but not too far back, goes into Twilight Zone esque type of uh, time period where everything's, you know, I don't know, 60s, 70s type technology, but they know everything that happens everywhere, but they still have this dated stuff and can still get things done. I
1: mean, I don't really look at them separately like that just because they're all part of like a greater story. I guess Loki would be the one that I was looking forward to, to see what was happening next more than the others. They each had their own, I mean, they were each their own genre, pretty much. Like the Falcon Winter Soldier, you want to see the next fight scene. WandaVision was definitely interesting with those first couple of episodes, and then once you see what they're doing and where it's going, you're like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. But yeah, Loki, definitely. Like you said, with the time traveling and the different variants and all that attention grabbing.
2: Yeah, I see.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think Loki was incredible. And I loved every second of it. I thought that Owen Wilson adding to the Marvel Cinematic Universe was just, I loved it. I thought that that was a great, like, I thought him and Tom Hiddleston pairing were just so good together, right? What I will say is that though I enjoyed all three, I looked forward to the next episode of every one. And I was so ready to learn more and more about what the individual stories were telling but not just the individual stories like the greater stories and how they all connected with the marvel universe right between the three wanda vision was the one that had the most question marks and that was the one that i was constantly asking different questions for and i was just like what's going on and i love that in a story i love when they're presenting like small little clips of like what the answers could be and you're trying to piece it together. I love stuff like that. And I thought WandaVision did that so well. So as far as like the one that I enjoyed experiencing the most was WandaVision. But I think Loki was probably overall the best. And that's not to diminish the other two at all. I just agreeing with you guys that like I love multiverse theory and I love alternate universe stuff. And Loki really felt like it had like an element of... Like Doctor Who, almost, right?
0: So I do have a question. So obviously we know all three shows are setting up and they're part of the bigger universe. But do you think or do you feel like maybe, not even obviously we like them all, but do you feel like maybe Loki might be liked a little bit more because the setup was bigger compared to WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier? I think personally that Loki was put
3: up on a pedestal more because he's probably one of the most liked villains in... (laughs) In movie history almost, right? Loki was just everywhere. Everybody loved Loki. They wanted to see more of Loki, and he wasn't even the main character of any of the movies he's been in.
2: I thought he was in the first of it, whatever the fuck, Avengers. That's why Hulk did him that way. Well, I mean, he wasn't the
3: main character. <laughs> even in the first movie that he was in, everybody loved Loki, right? So he's was Scarlet Witch in it before Loki was introduced? I don't remember the timing of this. Scarlet Witch was introduced in.
1: I mean, Loki was in Thor way back in the day, so.
0: Yeah, Scarlet Witch wasn't introduced to Ultron.
1: Duh, duh. That's right. That's right. Scarlet
3: Witch was in Ultron. So, so Loki's been around, around the longest. Was Bucky?
2: Was around for a minute. Was, yeah.
3: I was just going to say which which was first: Thor or
0: Winter Soldier. Thor was before Winter Soldier, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say, as a Thor fan, I feel like they kind of did Thor a little dirty in his earlier movies, but definitely Loki was was the main thing that people liked about Thor. Like, I don't even think people. I mean, people obviously enjoyed Chris Hemsworth Thor, but Loki was the big thing from all the Thor movies that people enjoyed the most. So, I I'm, I'm not surprised that he ends up being such a shining star because he essentially stole scenes.
3: Yeah, I think like any any scene he was in in the in the Thor movies, he just. You know, stole the scene. He was he was captivating to watch.
0: Being on that note, is is there any other things we uh you guys want to bring to the table before we wrap up? I wanted to talk about one additional thing and then I think
3: we were gonna talk about some some video game stuff soon as well.
0: Yeah, of course, of course.
3: Um I just wanted to see you know, ask the question, are you guys watching any ongoing animes currently that you wanted to talk about? Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yeah. I've watched the first couple episodes. I like it. I'm going to keep watching it. It's,
0: it seems entertaining. You're caught up. It's on its second season, right? Yeah. Thumbs up Wednesdays. Wednesdays at like noon. As far as current animes, I'm watching Tokyo Revengers. And so one thing that I, some of you guys might know or might not know, I haven't watched Attack on Titan. And then another issue is I haven't watched Seven Deadly Sins, and I've gotten mixed reviews on whether or not I should continue that.
2: Okay, here's the thing, because I really like that fucking shit. I love that fucking sh- No, I'm, I'm going to say manga, because don't watch it at all. Do not fucking watch it at all. Read it. If you have the time, since you're at work, not, and you can keep it quiet and peaceful and shit, read it. You'll you'll blow through it. Read it. Do not fucking watch it. Meliodas' voice horrible unless you uh, unless you're one of those you know subtitles original Japanese things Uh, uh uh read it don't fucking watch it I'm 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 telling you don't watch it just read it
3: essentially say dubs over subs is that what you just said
2: Oh my god. Depending depending on stuff. Well, the only reason I say dubs over subs is because I multitask. So I always like I'm playing games as I'm watching shit. So you're not watching it. I am watching it. My monitor's not across the room. It's literally right here in my peripheral vision. I'm sorry, uh some of us. I'm not knocking I'm not knocking on you guys. But some of us have to wear glasses. Some of us wear glasses. I, I'm pretty fine for right now, <laughs> 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 so I can I can watch my game and the show. So okay,
0: yeah, I I prefer uh, subs over dubs. But some but there's just certain things where like dubs is goaded. What if someone? I don't even know if there's a sub version of like Cowboy Bebop, but I just I just couldn't watch it. Like you know.
1: There's a subversion of a show that was originally Japanese. Oh, Gios. Yes. What? What? You're saying you don't know if there's a subversion of Cowboy Bebop.
0: Of course there is. No, I was just I was just saying certain dub things are goaded where it's like I couldn't watch the subversion even if I wanted to. Like and then there's just certain things like for example, and so this is spoiler. Spoiler get the next 10 seconds like uh on my hero the scene with night eye and mirio sub sub had me in my feels but when i watch the dub the dub version is good don't get me wrong but the sub version just it the, the emotion is sometimes there so it just depends on the anime there's certain anime out I, I can only watch dub and there's certain anime i can only watch sub so it you know i i try to do both but mainly i'll go for sub give me three that you can only watch dub and why hey, that's easy cowboy samurai and dragon ball Samurai what? Shampoo. Holy shit. No, well yeah, that would I did try it. You you Stop it. You you Star Star you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I could I couldn't watch Sailor Moon sub. I only could watch Sailor Moon dub. I couldn't watch Sailor Moon sub.
1: Have you though? Have you watched any these shows that you say you can't watch subbed? Have you? I mean, if you've already seen the whole thing and you there's no reason to, I get it, but if you were to want to go back and watch it, why not watch it in its original version?
0: No, I, I was, I'm not saying that I can't. It's just, it just won't be like the impact won't be the same, especially with certain scenes.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: No, I definitely get what he's saying. Like, I completely understand, but at the same time, like, I'm naturally going to be with Jordan on this because I believe that it's done in an original fashion in Japanese. Because the Japanese language and the Japanese culture accepts it for what it is, and it is beautiful language to express in animated fashion. I don't think the English language expresses the way animation is done in most anime that shows the same type of emotion that we can pick up on. And that's my personal preference, but I get both sides of it. I think a lot of those animes that we started off on that were like on Toonami, Cowboy Bebop, I saw it originally in in English. Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, I saw it originally in English. You know, it wasn't until after I was introduced to those in English that I went back and watched them in Japanese later on. Or in Dragon Ball Z's case, it went on hiatus. I watched all the ones in Japanese because I had to. Kept stopping in the fucking Frieza saga and had I, I needed to know what happened next
2: oh yeah yeah
0: right and and to flesh out my point a little bit more it's more about certain characters and certain voices like they're just iconic they just they just flow to me and especially if i watch a dub first but like i said before like i'm not really necessarily disagreeing with that like i always try to watch sub but certain times you know with dub if i watch a dub first and that voice like really sticks to me like you know cowboy bebop for example it's hard for me to go to sub at that point
3: yeah i agree I get th- I get that I completely understand what I would say is if you are ever to go back and watch something again and you watched it only in English then maybe try it in the other language and if it's not something you can get through then I mean then it is what it is
0: so uh, one piece sub better than one piece dub did
3: Oh, yeah, it is. But what I will say is that I appreciated the dubbed because I watched parts of it dubbed up until 500 and something. I kind of went back and forth between sub and dub, depending on what I was doing. There were times where I wasn't able to like actually read every single word. So I needed to be able to have it on while watching it, or, you know, while while being able to multitask, such as taking a shower and watching One Piece. That's how fucking into One Piece I got. I would have my phone in a Ziploc bag, in the shower, taking a 22-minute shower, so I could watch a full episode of One Piece. Wow.
1: (laughs) Just, okay, so our audience knows this is his level of dedication to One Piece. He's watching it in the shower in his phone in a Ziploc. I was. You might as well put a damn
0: TV
2: in that motherfucker.
1: You said something about uh, skipping forward on Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. For Freezer Saga? I thought you said you didn't like skipping forward.
3: No, I didn't say that at all. And I didn't skip forward. The anime that was released in English didn't have the rights past a certain episode, so it repeated that thing for a year and a half, two and a half years.
2: Oh my god. Oh, that's why that shit was always on repeat.
3: I watched the first hundred and 10 episodes of Dragon Ball Z for three years.
2: Holy shit, man. And
3: needed to know what was going to happen. So I went and started buying these VHS tapes. For all you Zoomers listening, VHS tapes were the things that DVD... Shit, they probably don't even know what DVDs are either, right? (laughs) There was a local place called Software Seconds. And Software Seconds sold Japanese Dragon Ball Z VHS tapes. And there were three episodes on each. And I bought every single one. That was over the course of like months. Like whenever I got my allowance, I would go in and buy a couple tapes. It, that would that would repeat. And that's how I ended up watching all of Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT. I watched it all in Japanese after that. And that's when my sub uh like history
1: started. Was was because of that. Yeah, see, that's where mine and y'all's anime history differs because i started watching sub stuff in like 95
3: yeah i i definitely wasn't i definitely didn't get into sub stuff until like the later 90s it wasn't until then i think that was like maybe fifth grade sixth grade for me so that was like
1: 99 well my brother would order them from japan offline on cdrs oh and we would just watch it on a computer on a compact Pisario computer. Dragon Ball series up to GT. The quality was uh, not good. Dang, that's what's up. How the hell did he get his hands on
3: something like that in 95? He's calling some 1-800 number on the
1: television? No, no, no. He, these joints came in manila envelopes with stamps and shit going through customs and all type of stuff.
2: You know what? Your brother probably said they're from Japan, but he probably got them from the fucking uh dude at the barbershop.
1: That's the same one who he was like one of the only people who had the Dreamcast connected to fucking dial up and was buying all the Sonic Adventure 2 stuff. Wait, what the fuck could you buy? What? I missed that. You could buy the
2: oh, The choke the, the Chow's or choke what they called? Chow's You Chows, you could buy chows. Is that the only thing? You could buy different colored
3: chows and stuff, but you could also buy like different fruits that gave them different stats ability or stat boosts and stuff like that. Made their happiness a little bit different, changed their color or something like
1: that. And like the way they would, it's, it's not like you put in credit card information. They would just run different amounts of data through your phone line that would charge the hell out of you. They were adding nickels onto that telephone line. <laughs> did find out until like two years later and the joint was like stupid high.
2: complain about microtransactions and fucking and battle passes motherfuckers were doing nano transactions and we didn't even know about it before most of these motherfuckers were born Cast yeah, was goaded man
3: it was ahead of its time right the online capabilities if it had just a little bit more time to to get to where xbox came out and even just regular Xbox, even though it wasn't Xbox Live yet and you had to do Xbox Connect and stuff like that, even if it got to there, I think Dreamcast would have done better because so many games are just a step ahead of its time.
1: Like half of Dreamcast's library was just like the nicest games. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking okay. Power Stone, Power Stone 2, yeah. Marvel versus Capcom, Capcom versus pretty much any other series you can think of had a game. Moo free Marvelous Capcom Two. I need to play
3: it. Let's get it. Put it online again. I need to play it. Yes. Sentinel. Yes. Oh, man, fuck Sentinel though. <laughs> Did y'all ever play Spawn Into the Demon's Hand? Sounds oh, familiar. It's a it's a Dreamcast game.
0: Yeah, like a shooter spawn game. Like it was like a shooter, right? So yeah, it was a
3: it was a third person arena shooter thing. Like it was like a co-op or uh, PvP, like the co-op story thing that you did is like you each picked a character and you went through and it was just like an an open arena where you fought different characters from the show and you went through this story and it ended up having like huge roster and and like you unlock them by doing different things. And once you unlock like the first few, you're like, holy shit, how many are there? And then you keep playing through with different characters and they keep getting unlocked. Me and my friends played for like days and finally we were like, yo, we got to look up and see how many characters there are because we keep unlocking stuff. And it's not even like it's a good story or anything. It was just fun.
2: I enjoyed it when we played it because you brought it up randomly. We went to that local store, Software Seconds, and I still have the shit sitting right here the disc and the Dreamcast. And I was like, damn, if I only fucking knew about this when we were younger, I would have been blowing this up on top of Power Stone 2. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're over here just now discovering these shits. And I am too, because I was like, holy shit, they came out with a bunch of crazy ass like cool fucking games. Other than Power Stone and Sonic, there's like a hundred other six shit. Yep. Power Stone, Fantasy Star
3: Online, Sonic Adventures, Marvers. G- I mean, you guys named there were so many good games that just Dreamcast was just the system that didn't live. Yep,
0: Shinmu. Oh yeah, Shinmu. No, I was I was just saying I'd never play Shinmu. I was pretty much on Power Stone and Power Stone Two most of my time, or Sonic. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know what your well, yeah, your game schedule is, but you can download it on the Xbox.
0: It was a remaster, but I didn't know. If, yeah, I didn't know if it was worth. Uh, is it worth playing the like remastered version?
2: Yes, the first one. Yes, number two will piss you off. If you need a game, if you're looking for a story or a game, you want to like get involved in and actually complete and have fun with point going back that far to the first Shinmu is worth it yeah
0: i'll, I'll check it
2: out yeah I'll, I'll agree but
1: on the topic of games what's uh what's up for next week's podcast
0: i'm glad you brought that up nice segue as you guys know the back for blood open open betas this weekend so we will be playing that so my twitch if, if anyone's ever interested is www.twitch.tv slash mono red sky if anyone else was uh Put their Twitch in there and let me know. For those of you who don't know, Back for Blood is a new version of Left For Dead. I which I feel like is one of the greatest co-op games ever made. We'll go into more detail about that next week. We'll be playing Back for Blood this weekend and then we'll be giving our initial impression because it's made by the same company that did Left For Dead. So our initial impressions and we'll be comparing and contrasting to Left For Dead, you know, the good things, the bad things, and everything in between.
1: Man, I don't know if I could play it if it doesn't
0: have that boomer and the witch. <laughs> Hey, that witch used to scare the crap out of me. I used to see people kill her. I didn't know you could kill her for a long time. Like you just like throw that elbow down on her. I think I think this is this has been a good podcast. Thank you once again if you made it this far for listening. Again, I'm Brandon Nesbitt. You can find me on, like I said, Twitch.tv/MonaredsGuy. You can also add me on Facebook. I post a lot of dank memes and gifts. So if you're looking, you know, to brighten up your day, you can find me there. Always a comedy,
2: and I'm also Brandon. Check out Instagram, Big Stick Diplomacy Golf. And there you go.
3: Again, I'm Anthony. Find me on Twitter at Ant underscore Mac One. I have started streaming recently, but not passionately or anything, but it's above average
1: Anthony on twitch.tv. Thank everybody for coming in, listening. Uh, This is Jordan Janet. Later. Peace.